Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Physician Estate Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Harsha Mule, owner and operator of Physician Estate Platform. I am podcasting to you today from Miami, Florida. Physician Estate is a physician-owned real estate platform directed towards doctors in USA. We provide free real estate resources and investment opportunities to physicians. We facilitate physicians to make wealth and keep wealth. You are currently listening to podcast number 16 of Physician Estate. In this episode, we will talk about the six most common medical malpractice claims against physicians. In a brief introduction, let's talk about medical malpractice. Medical malpractice case requires that the doctor owed a legal duty to the patient and the level of care under the circumstances led to the doctor's alleged medical negligence. To prove that a doctor owed a legal duty of patient care, the patient must first be able to demonstrate that a doctor-patient relationship existed at the time the alleged medical malpractice occurred. In treating a patient, a doctor must have a skill of average healthcare provider who practices the similar specialty. In this podcast, you will learn about six most frequent patient allegations in malpractice claims. The medical standard of care is also said to act as the first element of medical malpractice claim. Once the appropriate standard of care is established, the defendants, that is doctor, failure to provide standard of care that in turn resulted in patient injury, plaintiff injury, are the next elements that has to be established in successful medical malpractice claim. The information presented in this podcast has been gathered from two thoroughly performed research studies done by the Doctors' Company and the Cooperative of American Physicians. Together, these studies evaluated 484 claims against hospitalists that closed. Now, let's talk about the six most common medical malpractice claims. Number one, wrong, delay, or failure in making diagnosis. These allegations arose when patient's condition was wrongly diagnosed or there was a delay in diagnosis which was detrimental to patient's health. The conditions that frequently involved inaccurate or delayed diagnosis include the following. Intestinal disorders such as intestinal obstruction, perforation, and vascular insufficiency, 16% of the times. Cerebral artery occlusion or acute CVA, 7%. Acute MI or cardiac arrest, 6%. Sepsis toxic shock syndrome, 5%. Pulmonary embolism, 5%. Spinal epidural abscess, 4%. Lung cancer, 4%. Viral and bacterial pneumonia, 3%. Subacute and acute endocarditis, 3%. Aortic dissection or aneurysm, 3%. Number two, improper management of treatment. This allegation is associated with decisions about patient's care after the diagnosis has been made. Examples include improper treatment of the following conditions. Venous thrombosis in patients with risk factors for thrombosis but was not on prophylaxis. Pyelonephritis, DIC and loss of lower extremities. Inadequate assessment of foot and decubitus ulcers resulting in sepsis and inadequate management of diabetic patients with ketoacidosis. In some of these cases, the patient was not evaluated or managed for a specific period of time that experts considered excessive. Point number three, medication-related error. This allegation was brought out in a number of such situations. Respiratory failure caused by excessive doses of narcotics, sepsis or loss of limb from lack of antibiotics or delay in sepsis protocols, Toxicity resulting from a failure to monitor medications such as gentamicin, vancomycin, etc. Retroperitoneal hematomas and bleeding from various sites resulting from failure to discontinue anticoagulants prior to surgery. In some cases, multiple system failures led to an injury or death. Point number four, 
unwarranted management or delay in medication or treatment procedure. Examples of unwarranted performance allegations include placement of central IV lines resulting in damage to other blood vessels, attempts to intubate patients resulting in esophageal intubation or causing tracheal lacerations or perforations. Patients also alleged delays in Patients also alleged delays in treatments or procedures, including delayed blood transfusions or blood product transfusions for GI bleeding, resulting in hypovolemia, and chest tube placement for pneumothorax that was delayed until after the patient suffered respiratory arrest. Point number five, inadequate treatment. One of the best examples is when a patient's cardiac medications are not addressed appropriately adequately prior to transfer or discharge, resulting in MI or cardiac arrest. Other examples include failure to treat urinary tract infections leading to sepsis, failure to treat DKA resulting in dehydration and renal failure, and lack of treatment for cardiac tamponade leading to cardiac arrest. Last but not the least, point number six, inadequate monitoring of patients' physiologic status. Patients with cardiac symptoms not being monitored on telemetry, eventually patients unfortunately suffered cardiac arrest. Brain damage resulting from failure to monitor patients who experience hypoglycemia following changes to their insulin orders. Respiratory arrest in patients clinically recognized as having obstructive sleep apnea who were prescribed narcotic pain medications. Although most of the content presented in this podcast seems pretty basic, the goal of this podcast is to highlight the importance of topics that often fall through the cracks and eventually get physicians and patients in trouble. I hope that you picked up at least a few key topics from this podcast and I hope you include them in your practice. Please practice thoroughly, keep your patients safe and stay safe. Well, that should bring us to the end of this topic. Thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast in the next episode. To receive more information on real estate resources for physicians and to get updates on real estate investment opportunities with Physician Estate, please subscribe to our newsletter at physicianestate.com. Do not forget to take advantage of our two new free ebooks, ABCs of Real Estate Syndication for Physicians and How to Avoid Medical Malpractice Lawsuits. These will be available on our website. Signing off for now, this is your host, Dr. Harsha Mule. Until next time, make wealth and keep wealth. Disclaimer I am not a legal advisor or investment advisor. The content in this podcast is not investment advice. This is my personal blog, and all the content found here is for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only. It should not be construed as personal investment advice.